Hi, my name is Gabrielle. Welcome to The Coach Space. Today I'm with Rachel Kuhn. Rachel is a coach who helps people organize their finances. And um, she works with people, I'm sure you know one of them, who is bad with money. <laughs> um, we all know someone like that who confesses to being bad with money, and I used to be one of them. So I think this will be interesting for you if you're one of those people. So welcome, Rachel. There are a lot of people out there who, you know, they earn enough money, they earn good money, they earn really good money, but for some reason or another, they are bad with money. What are the typical kind of scenarios of this type of person? A lot of people, they have this, even friends around me, um, they have this saying that, you know, they are bad with money. And at the end of the month, or even before the end of the month, we usually get our salaries at the end of the month. So even before the end of the month, they'll be saying, oh, they have to, um, especially the last week is very interesting. There'll be people telling me, oh, last week I have to eat at food centers, can't go to the high class restaurants because they have, they have no money left in the bank account. They have to, you know, eat a little bit cheaper food, you know, just to sustain the last week of the month, just so that when their pay comes in. And the interesting thing is once the pay comes in the next month, you see them splurging. Yeah. Right. And restaurants on good food and, and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with treating themselves once in a while but sometimes it's about um having a balance it's about the planning part and and a lot of times because people work really hard at their work and when i say people these are the group of people who are employees and they they really do work very hard and with that they feel that they deserve to treat themselves as well so it is the, you know, I, I work hard and I play hard and I almost equivalent to the, I earn my money, you know, by spending so much time, so much um, blood, you know, in, in the office. So I, I, I reserve the right to spend all my money as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's those, those type of scenario and it's very interesting. I hear all kinds of stories in my line of work. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the typical scenario. You hear that so often. That how can people change that that habit of splurging and that initial with the initial you know paycheck rush? Mm, first of all, actually, when 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 my friends or my clients ask me that, my first question to them is, do you do they want to? Do they really want to change it? Because a lot of times, change comes from within, and it's a habit as well. Of course, it comes from awareness. So, so the first step to change when they want to is to have awareness of their habits. Mm. You know, first know what they spend on. Mm. And spending is an emotional um, behavior. There are actually triggers in place. Almost similar, you know how sometimes we have food cravings? Yeah. Like, you know, there'll be certain times where sometimes when, when, even for myself, sometimes even when I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I'm craving for a certain type of food or sugary stuff. It's the same when it comes to spending. It is an emotional behavior and that could be triggers as well. And they, they sometimes may feel the urge to, you know, just go online and buy a few hundred dollars worth of stuff just so that they feel better. Yeah. So first step. I, so, so I say the first step to change is to be aware of what are the triggers and treat the triggers 
and because the spending habits are just symptoms. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Like um, some people kind of spend money in a way to kind of soothe themselves. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, to make them feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some uh, tragic stories that you know, <laughs> of people that do this, you know, way too much, and uh, yeah, never really get to the bottom of why they're doing it. One of the things you mentioned earlier is, you know, this kind of uh, going out to restaurants with your friends. And uh, this, is a, this is a funny thing because if you are trying to change your habits, for example, and you are saying to yourself, right, I'm not going to splash out on the fancy restaurants. I'm going to just do this and do that. And then suddenly your friends say, hey, hey, Rachel, we're all going to this fancy restaurant. <laughs> Would you like to come? And and suddenly you have this pressure around you as well. So how, how do people deal with that? What you shared is a very, very um, true example of, of a few cases that I've seen as well, where it comes from sort of peer pressure, the wanting to fit in the mm -hmm. nominal, yeah? When, when friends ask, you want to tag along. And so it, it, but when, when the situation occurs, I will usually, I will encourage the person to, you know, speak up. You know, yes, they have suggested the restaurant, but the decisions are not cast in stone. So, so what is more important? Is it the food or is it the company, right? And a lot of times, it's the, it is the company that matters. Um, well, personally, well, I'm a big fan of good food, don't get me wrong, but I really feel that a lot of the restaurants sometimes are a little bit overpriced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they include the um, ambience and, and stuff like that. So, but for me, quality time with friends are, are definitely more important. So I would encourage the person to speak up, you know, suggest um, other places where, which fits into their budget and every, not only the person himself saves, everybody else in the group saves as well. And yeah. the money can be put to better use after that, you know, for some, some other um, activities or after meal stuff that, that they can spend on. Yeah. Yeah, because so it's about it's yeah. about yeah, it's about speaking up and encouraging, you know, the rest of the group to 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 see what is important to them. That's really good advice. Really good advice. I don't know about Singapore, but um certainly in London going out is very expensive. Ah, uh okay. yeah, so you really have to think twice when you get an invitation to go out with friends, you really have to think about it. It's not just the activity that you might be doing, but it's the travel to get there, uh, mm. drinks, food, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, you can't really go out and spend less than 50 pounds. I mean, that's, yeah, if you're lucky, uh, <laughs> because you're including the travel. Yeah. Something else that I really, really like is to have house parties is you know I, I i like how um my friend's house or rather generally house that usually cozy you know warm cozy stuff you know so it's, it's about and it's not about preparing all the food it can be a, just a simple potluck everybody just bring a little bit of food and it's just it, they, everybody will enjoy the time together yeah yeah it's about thinking differently uh, thinking differently yeah. and speaking out really yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah um what other bad habits do people get into with managing their finances? Um, not just spending money, um, 
But, you know, being aware of what's happening with your finances, sometimes we can just ignore it. And, you know, like yeah. when, in my past, I would just have money coming in and money going out. I wouldn't even look at my bank statements. I never looked at my bank statements. I just, yeah. as long as I wasn't in the red, that's all I cared about. A lot of people not aware of, which they could be aware of, that would change their financial situation. It's, it's very interesting that you mentioned, I have a term for such people. I call them financial ostriches. Financial <laughs> ostriches. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and, and that's because um, they have a tendency to, to, some of them have this mindset that money numbers are not the kind of thing and it's too difficult for them and sort of flies yeah. over their head. Yeah. So they tend to, you know, if I don't see it, it will go away, that kind of mindset. So I call them ostrich. And I even have this real life example. I was speaking to this lady. Um, she was telling me she doesn't know. This was a few months back. She was telling me she doesn't know how much she earns. She doesn't know how, um, what are her expenses. Well, her husband uh, covers everything pays all the bills, her husband does all the taxes. So she doesn't even look at her bank account. And, and what really sort of caught my attention was she telling me that she doesn't even know how much she earns. Wow. So, yeah. So I was like, wow, that is like, you know, not having a financial life altogether. That is zero awareness. And she's leaving her husband to do everything for her. I mean, which is okay which is okay until, you know, the time where she probably needs to take a little bit of the control back mm -hmm. and, and, and gain, gain awareness. And, and sometimes I also hear people telling me that, oh, because I'm a woman, so I'm very bad with money. And what I always say to them is that's a myth. That's, and mm -hmm. that's the limiting belief. You know, Definitely. it is not true. Yeah, it is not true that women are bad with money. I've seen a lot of... Um, CFOs, chief financial officers who are women and women who are very sharp at investment, who are sharp at managing their money as well. Yeah. 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 This is an interesting thing as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, times are changing, but, you know, in some circumstances, they haven't. <laughs> it depends on the culture you're from, you know, your family history, the type of person you are. Some women would still, you know, readily give up their you know, control over their finances. And maybe there yeah. are men like that too, who could meet a woman who is in control of everything and they give up their, their uh, responsibility over their own money. It could happen both yeah. ways. But yes. uh, the key point is not being responsible over your own finances. And you never know what's going to happen. This is the thing. I'll tell you a story about my upbringing. Well, it's not my upbringing. It's actually before I was born. Um, my mum and dad were from, the, you know, that era where my mum was given uh, a weekly allowance by my dad. And uh, he controlled all the finances. She had a weekly allowance to go shopping for groceries. And if she wanted anything more than that, like a new dress or some shoes or something like that, she would have to ask him for the money. And um, then gradually they had a family, uh, five children came into the world. And then uh, when I was very young, my father died suddenly. And my mother didn't know anything about finances, about managing finances. And she couldn't even write her own checks. She didn't know how to write a check. So she had to start from scratch in a time which was 
you know, obviously a very traumatic time of life as yes. well. Yes. So this is the thing when you're not responsible over your own finances or over your, even over your own life, things can happen, you know, out of the blue, which you can never predict. So yeah. I think that's an important lesson, which you, you know, you illustrated with this, with this lady who is unaware of her salary, which is, because it obviously is. The, the salary clearly goes into the joint, the joint bank account or a husband's bank account or something like that. She doesn't see it. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or she doesn't even have the awareness to, to, to know how it's being spent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one thing about trusting your spouse and, and that's all good and, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it's, a, it's also about like what you mentioned, taking responsibility over their own money as well. But I think, um, yeah, we all should really be responsible for our own finances. I've never had a joint bank account. Um, I've, I would never have a joint bank account with a partner or a spouse or anybody. Um, so, uh, you know, each to their own, really. But, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you never know. I think I learned that lesson very early in life. You never know what's going to happen. Um, it's, good to, a, it's good to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So something that I need to, or, or rather I want to share with our audience as well is that, you know, money is not the most important thing in this world, but it is something that is a basic necessity. Yeah, it's as, as important as um, breathing or, or even um, water, you know, basic necessities. It's just something that we need to have, um, to be aware of and have control over. But it's obviously not the most important thing that dictates how we, how we live our life and how we do things. But it's something that we need to be on top of yes, in our life. Exactly. Yeah. It's like any other part of our existence. It's like health. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same kind of thing. You, you look after your health. You eat healthily. You, you do some exercise. And the same thing should really apply to your finances, your money, because... Like you said, you can't live in this world without money or without dealing with money. It's a part of your life. So um, to kind of just ignore it and let it do its own thing, well, I'm sure that might work for you. <laughs> but as we said earlier, you know, anything can happen. So it's good to have awareness of what you're doing with your money day to day and how you're spending your money and, um, and where your money is going. And so that you can also plan for the future as well. So it's, it's amazing how much money you can save. It's, it yeah. blows my mind. And, um, you know, you can get very used to having a good salary and just getting, you know, you just, you just spend it. But when you think about what you could do if you can save a, a, an amount of money, people think that saving money is not going to get them anywhere. It's not going to get them far enough to what they really want. But I've seen some incredible stories of people who've saved money uh, working just normal, normal jobs. Um, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of people on, uh, on YouTube, actually. One of them, one guy bought his own tropical island. Wow. And, and he, w- he said he was living below the poverty line for many, many years. And he still managed to save enough money to buy this tropical island. And now he lives there. Um, another guy who worked just normal normal office jobs in his 20s and saved enough money to buy his own piece of land that he can live on mortgage free grow his own food etc so he has built his own lifestyle 
from saving some money, just working from working normal office jobs. So, um, and yeah. yeah, you're right. And it's very interesting where all the money come from. Let me share with you mm -hmm. my own story as well. Mm -hmm. I was many, many years back, that was like probably 10, 20 years ago, when I first came out to work, I, 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 I was I was at a stage where you know I earned a decent amount of money, but I spent all that I I I earned as well. So I was at a stage where you know everything that came in went out, mm -hmm. and it came to a point in time where somehow you know somebody prompted me about property. Mm -hmm. So so given my track record of you know spending all that I earned, I always have this mindset that I can't save. Yeah yeah. But after I got, you know, I bought that particular property, somehow my accounts managed to balance themselves. And somehow there will always <laughs> be enough money to pay for that bank installment. So, so it's, about, it's about, for me at that point in time, it's about readjusting a few um, of my small expenses here and there. To, to cater to, to what the objective that I want to achieve in the long run. And that's, that's coming back to your example of how, to what you mentioned earlier on how little, little bits of money actually adds up. And yes. just small, small shifts here and there can help us to achieve the goal that we want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people, especially in the UK, who will say they will never be able to own their own property. Uh, because mm. the, the barrier now is so high in terms of like having a deposit and the uh, and paying off the mortgage the property prices are very high plus the deposit for the mortgage is is you have to have a quite large deposit now and uh, so many people just uh, given up on that idea completely but then there are others who are saving money still managing to save money yeah, okay they have to live with their parents or they have to do other things but they are doing it. It's, it's achievable. So it depends on your priorities. Like if you really want yeah. to own a property, you'll find a way to do it. Uh, there, right. are, there are different ways of doing that. You know, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a property that you live in. You can still yeah. own a property or a piece of a property. So um, it's about like, yeah, just like what, you know, what is, what are you trying to achieve really with buying a yeah. property? Is it because you want to have your own home and live in it? Or is it because you want to um, invest some money for your future? Or, you know, what, what's, what's it really about? Uh, yeah, so I, the, yeah. the, intention, the intention behind every investment vehicles needs to, the, every individual needs to be clear on the intention and objective for every investment vehicles. Be yeah. Like what you mentioned, property or, you know, REITs or stocks and shares or stuff like that. Any investment vehicle. You know, we need to be clear on why we are investing in it and what do we want out of it. And from there, then we will be able to determine what is our exit plan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, before, we, before we finish then, are there any tips that you have for people, you know, who could, could do with managing their money in a better way? Well, one of the few tips that I can share is to... Um, if they can automate their investing, you know, or automate their savings, either savings or investing, depending on which situation they're in, if they're in the situation where they want to save as much as they can automate it, whatever you do not see in front of you, 
you will not spend it. Ah, yes. So you're saying yeah. set up a system where yes. it takes money out of your salary before you even see it on the pay slip. It's almost like it's quickly it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone into a savings yeah. account. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you don't see it, you won't spend it. And that, that small sum actually accumulates over a period of time. It accumulates and becomes something that you can use for investment later on. Yeah. And the second tip that I want to share is to start now. No matter how small it is, no matter how small the amount is to start now, because end of the day, what you're trying to build up is a habit. Essentially, it may not be about the you know, end sum that you are looking at, but right now, what, no matter which age you are at, um, you want to build the habit of saving. So start now, no matter, even if the amount is small, mm. I, my emphasis is still to start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's still the habit. It, the habit is the habit. doesn't matter what yeah. the amount is, you're creating the habit. Yes. Yeah, that's really good, uh, really good advice. I wish I'd known you 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, better late than never. Um, <laughs> and it's really great talking to you because you know, a lot of people are scared with numbers, scared about numbers and handling yeah. money, you know, finances. It also can be a topic which just turns people off. But as we, it didn't, it hasn't turned me off. Uh, this conversation has been hugely interesting and um, and stimulating and all those things. And um, I'm I'm sure it'll be incredibly useful to people listening. And I'd uh, love to do another recording with you again, where we can go a little bit deeper into little different different topics within the sure. within this main topic. So um, yeah, 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 that'd be fun. Okay, all right. Speak to you soon then. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.